Praise the Lord. On behalf of Life Change Ministries Incorporated, we want to extend a warm welcome to our visitors, and we hope that you enjoy your fellowship with us on today. Our Sunday morning worship service begins at 10 a.m. Our corporate prayer is held on Wednesdays beginning at 7 p.m., followed by our family Bible study at 7.30 p.m. Every first Friday of the month, we have our dedication of fasting, and that night we meet at the church for prayer from 7.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. At this time, if you need a tithe envelope, please raise your hand so an usher can assist you. Also, for your convenience, there are four ways to give listed on the tithe envelope. If anyone would like to utilize the credit card option today, please take out your cell phone. Go to lifechangeministries.com, click on the Give tab, select Lafayette as your location, then enter your information. For all others, we will be collecting offering momentarily. If this is your first visit with us today, we'd like to connect with you on the Room Connect app. Room Connect is an app where you are able to receive all of the church's news, such as meeting dates, fellowships, community projects, and more. Room Connect is also how the church effectively communicates. If you haven't had the opportunity to fill out a Room Connect form, please raise your hand and our greeters will assist you. Our life change messages are available for download. Just download the free Podbean app and subscribe to the Life Change page. And remember to sign up for alerts so you don't miss these life-changing messages. Our Life Change messages are also available on iTunes and Google Play. To access your 2019 giving statement, please follow these quick and easy steps in the Room Connect app. For all those who are unable to access your giving statement, please see a member of administration. Mark your calendars. The annual church picnic will be held on April 4th. More details will be provided at a later date. This concludes the announcements on this morning. Thank you all so much for your attentiveness as I turn over to one of our leaders. Somebody give God a hand praise this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, have you been enjoying yourself so far? Amen. Come on, y'all can do better than that. Give the Lord another hand. Praise in this house. Amen. Amen. How many of you know this is our place of safety? Amen. When you're battling all week long and you're going through trials and tests and just dealing with life, how many of you know it's nothing like being in the house of the Lord? How many of you know one writer said, I was glad when they said let's go to the house of God anybody feel like that today amen I know we only gather in a service like this once a week so when we come amen we should come and have a good time praise God so we're getting ready for our offering period our tithing period amen amen as we get ready for that amen I just want to read this one scripture to you Amen. Y'all can stand, and if you need an envelope, lift your hand, and someone will get that for you. Amen. How many of you, God, been good to you? Praise God. Come on, has God been good to anybody in this place? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let me go here to Luke chapter 6. I love to read this scripture because it's true. Praise God. Let's see. Luke 6 and 38, it says, Give, 
and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. He said, for with the same measure that you meet, whether shall it be measured to you again. How many of you know you can't beat God's giving? Praise God. How many of you know, amen, that no matter what you give to God, he's going to make sure it returns back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. Can I get a witness in here? Amen. So as we get ready for that, we have ushers in the back. They're going to direct you, amen, in your giving this morning. Praise God. ourselves, God, under your mighty hand today, God, and as we give unto you, God, out of the goodness of our heart, oh God, and God, with the right spirit, God, I pray, oh God, that you receive our offerings today. Father, and I lift you up, oh God, and I bless you. God, I honor you, God, and I reverence you. God, give us wisdom, oh God, God, to govern what you have put in our hand. God, and I thank you for all of these, oh God, that have been contributing up until this point. God, continue to bless them. God, and even as your word begin to say, God, let it be pressed down. God, let it be shaken together. God, and let it run over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. Amen. As you've been supporting us and giving. Amen. God has really been blessing us. Amen. And I'm grateful. Amen for all of you and never think that what you have to give to God don't matter Never think that is small. Remember the little widow woman She didn't have much. Amen, but she gave according to what she had Amen, and when Jesus saw what she gave Amen, Jesus said she has given more because all she had left She gave it but y'all gave a lot because y'all had a lot so don't worry about how much you have to give to God. Long as you do it with the right heart and the right spirit. And if you do it like that, the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. So whenever you give it to God, sometimes it may be tight on you. Sometimes it may hurt you a little. But that's okay. Always by faith, honor the Lord. And he'll lift you up. Amen.
Amen. Amen. So y'all stand up with me as we get ready for the word. How many of you ready for the word of the Lord today? Praise God. Amen. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we humble ourselves before you right now. God, and as we stand before you, gathered in your great name, God. God, allow the precious Holy Ghost, oh God, to fill this place. God, allow the Spirit of God to capture this word, oh God. God, and as I speak it, oh God, God, let the Spirit of God take the words that I speak, God, and write it in our hearts today, oh God. God, for you have no more desire to write on stony tables and write on tablets made out of stone and carved and pulled out of mountains with rocks and taking your finger, God, and writing on a stony tablet. God, that is not what you desire to do anymore. God, but in this hour, oh God, through your spirit, hallelujah. God, let our tables, God, of our heart, God, give us fleshly hearts, God. God, take out the stony hearts, oh God. God, for a stony heart, oh God, you can't penetrate, God. Got a stony heart, God, you can't turn. Got a stony heart, oh God, you can't maneuver, you can't shift it, you can't free a man, God, with a stony heart. God, so remove out of us a heart of stone, oh God. God, you don't want to write on stones anymore, God. God, but as we humble ourselves in our mind, and as we humble ourselves in our heart posture, God, our hearts get tender, God. God, our hearts get softer, God. God, our hearts get in a position, God, where you can write on it, God, with your spirit, oh God. God, let every stony heart be taken away today, oh God. God, for you said, God, you would remove the stony heart, God. And you would give us a heart of flesh, oh God. Let our hearts be soft, God. As flesh, God. And as you begin to write your word, oh God, let it sink down, God, and be received. Hallelujah. For it is with, with meekness, God. The only way, God, we can receive this engrafting of the word of God is if our spirits are meek, oh God. God, meek is not weak, oh God. But quite contrary, God, is strong, oh God. God, because as we humble ourselves before you, God, God, sometimes it looks like we losing when we humble ourselves. God, in man's eye, God, and in man's measurements, God, it's like we get the short end of the stick, oh God. But the word says that if we humble ourselves, God, under your mighty hand, God, God, in due time, God, at the right time, God, when you are ready, oh God, you will lift us up, oh God. You will set us on heels, oh God. For you lift the beggar out of the dunghill, God, because he's humble, oh God. And you set him amongst princes, oh God. God, because he's humble, oh God. We want to be humble today, God. We want to be humble, oh God. For all of our errors, God, and all of our ways are only uncorrectable when we let pride make our hearts hard. God, but even as God, you do, God, in Scripture, God, let not our hearts be hard. God, for the writer said, God, in the day that you hear his voice, hallelujah, harden not your heart. God, let us hear your voice, God. Let us understand your voice, God. 
God, and as your word begin to touch our heart, oh God, God, let us let our hearts be broken before you, oh God. For that is the only way the eternal word of God can be planted in a man is if his heart is humble and he's open to hear. We want to be open, oh God. God, we don't want our way, God. We want your way, God. For you are the way, Lord Jesus. We don't want our way, Lord. We want your way, Lord. Teach us your ways, oh God. Instruct us, oh God. God, even when you brought Israel, God, out of Egypt, oh God. God, you were so tender with Israel, oh God. God, you grabbed her by the hand, oh God. God, and you led her through the wilderness, oh God. God, grab our hand, oh God. Grab our hand, oh God. God, and lead us and guide us, oh God. God, you delivered them when they got to the Red Sea, oh God. When Pharaoh was behind them, oh God. When the chariots was pursuing them, oh God. God, and the Red Sea was in front of them, oh God. God, you told Moses to stretch his rod out, oh God. God, and he hit that water, oh God. God, and you parted away, God. You made a wind blow in that sea, oh God. Blow your wind, oh God. God, there's no sea you can't split, God. There's no mountain you can't move, God. There's no desert that you can't send a river in, God. For you make a way in the desert, oh God. You make rivers in the wilderness, oh God. That's who you are, God. That's what you do, God. For one prophet said, is there anything? Is there anything too hard for God? Hallelujah. See us today, oh God. See our condition, oh God. We call upon your everlasting name, God. For you told us in your word that your ears are not closed. Your eyes are wide open. Your hand is not short that you can't save. Stretch your hand to Israel, oh God. Deliver Jacob, oh God. Deliver his seed, oh God. Bring us forward, God. Bring us through, God. God, you rebuke kings for our sake, oh God. God, you say, don't touch my anointed, oh God. Do my prophets no harm, God. God, you rebuke kings for your precious Israel, oh God. Let no enemy stand before us, oh God. Go before us with your mighty angels, oh God. And subdue every challenge, oh God. We wait for you, Lord. We wait for you, God. We can't move without you. We can't live without you. Hallelujah. We can't breathe without you, God. We can't live without you, God. For God, apart from you, God, we can do nothing, oh God. God, even the breath in our lungs is yours, oh God. God, the hands on our head is yours, oh God. The health to go to work is yours, oh God. Every bone that we have is yours, God. God, even our souls belong to you, God. God, all our souls belong to you, God. Our little ones belong to you, God. Our wives belong to you, God. Our children belong to you, God. Our bank accounts, no matter how big or small, God, they belong to you, God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. All the cattle that we eat belong to you. Hallelujah, Lord. 
let us not be arrogant, oh God, and be like Nebuchadnezzar and say, because of my hand, my intelligence, my strength, I've accumulated. But it's only because of you, God. It's only because of you, God. It's only because of you, God. But no matter where you take us, oh God, help us to forever be careful to give you the praise, God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I can imagine, hallelujah, Lord, the offense of you, Lord. As men try to cross into your throne, Lord Jesus. For Lord Jesus, we can't even look at the book. We can't even open the book. We can't even approach the book. Forgive the pride of our heart, oh God. God, if we ever think, oh God, that we can do anything, God. God, on our own, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord God. The humbling that you do in our lives. Help us to receive it, oh God. Because it's through adversity and it humbles us. And it keeps us saved, oh God. For the psalmist say, before I was afflicted, I was going astray. Oh God, but your rod, oh God, your rod of correction, oh God, God, it comes in our life, oh God. Now give us spirit like sheep. Help us to be like sheep. That way when your beautiful rod comes in our life, God, we receive it. For your word is like a lamp unto our feet. And it's a light unto our path. You're wrong, God. It comforts us. It corrects us. It leads us. In the name of Jesus. Lead us, God. You are our shepherd. You are a good shepherd, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are a good shepherd. Help us, Jesus. For we all like sheep sometimes go astray, God. Help us, oh God, to return to the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. How many of you know it's nothing like some good prayer? When you can talk to the Lord, amen, from an honest and a true heart, praise God. Amen. You know, and I was thinking, amen, you know we're getting ready to wrap up, amen, our last message in this faith series. And I've been preaching faith to you for two weeks, and I'm going to conclude it. Because how many of you know you can't get anything from God without faith, praise God. So we've been walking through this, amen, we've been learning, we've been understanding, defining it, looking at different stories, praise God. Because how many of you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, and a lot of times, we don't understand what pleasing God is. God is not pleased when our lives don't look like the Word, amen. So in order for our lives to look like the Word of God, it takes faith, Amen. So let's get our foundation scripture for this up, Ephesians 3 and 20 and 21. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21, amen. That is the foundation of scripture for this. And as I was thinking, man, I was thinking this week, and I was thinking uh, on some of these things, amen, and hopefully God will give me the grace to share with you. 
Amen. He let's go to Ephesians three first. Ephesians three verse twenty to twenty one. And if y'all would, I wouldn't mind y'all stand and read these two verses with me. Just these two, and then you can be seated. Because this is, amen, I want this to be in us. Amen. We read this together. Y'all ready? One, two, three. But now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. 21. Unto him being glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Let the church say amen. Again, like we say, God is not glorified until our life looks like the word. Amen. And if we're in the church of God, the only way our life brings glory to God is when our life looks like the word. So in other words, if he say, by my stripes, you are healed, you bring glory to God when you have faith and you get healed. Amen. If he said, I can cast spirits out of you, you bring glory to God when you come and the spirits are cast out. That's giving glory to God. Amen. When you have bondages that you're dealing with and you come before God and God free you from things, that's giving glory to God because what he's spoken is manifested. Praise God. And I've been seeing all the panic and hysteria going on with the coronavirus. But guess what God say? Anybody ever read Psalms 91? Y'all ever read that? It say when you dwell in the secret place of the most high God. And you are under the shadow of his wing. And he's protecting you and he's watching. See, when you don't have God, you need to fear Corona. <laughs> if, you, if you're not walking in the statutes of God and pleasing him, you need to be afraid of every plague that come on the earth. But when you're walking with God, we don't have to fear the things that come up on the earth because God protects his people. Amen. They say the plague not going to get you at nighttime. It say no plague going to come near your dwelling. Now let's say it does happen. The only way Corona can take you out if you live for God is if God let that happen. But if it's not time for you to go, you don't have to worry about those things. But the only thing we should be concerned with as Christian people, am I pleasing God? If you're pleasing God, you don't have to worry about the rest. Praise God. So y'all don't fear all of these things that are coming on earth. Jesus predicted that it would be like this. So let's go to Hebrews 11, which is the faith chapter. We're going to finish up right here. Amen. We're going to finish up right here in Hebrews chapter 11. Amen. Y'all not tired of hearing about faith, huh? Y'all sure? Because guess what? If, you, if everything going well today, keep on living. Just keep on living. You're going to need this faith series one day because you can be strong today, but you don't know what haymaker is coming your way tomorrow. Y'all better ask Dante Wilder, beating everybody up. 
He's walking around saying, I'm going to take his head and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But there's always somebody bigger and better than you. See, that pride will make you think when you're on the mountaintop, you're untouchable. There's always somebody training harder than you. Y'all remember David was big and bad? Y'all don't remember David? David was going out there knocking Goliath off. They would send David to walk. He would slay thousands. All the women would say, Saul killed a thousand. David killed 10,000. Everybody singing his praise. David walking around. Every time he go to war, he winning. God, I mean, God going before him, he just conquering everything. Then one day David say, well, you know what? I'm going to take a break. I don't feel like fighting today. You ever think you can slack up from praying? <laughs> you ever think you can take a break and ease up? See, the enemy can't get you when you're strong and you're disciplined and you're on your game. But ever you get a few battles under your belt and you start walking around, man, I wish that devil would come here today. But you haven't been praying. The last time you prayed was in church. Y'all remember Samson. Samson was going out there whipping everybody. All it took, that devil was persistent. He kept sending Delilah. What's your Delilah? What he keeps sending trying to weaken you? That's what Delilah represents, the thing that makes you weak. That's what that represents. He kept sending his Delilah. He kept sending that Delilah. Kept sending that Delilah. Then one day he let his guards down and he broke. But here's the scary part about when you break down. You go back and you try to be who you were before you broke down. You try to go back and be who you were before you broke down. And you think you can stand in the same authority after you've been broken down. That's, that's the trick because now you're blinded. The first thing they did with Samson when they got him, took them eyes. That's the first thing the enemy want to do when he break you down. He want to get your eyesight. So now you're fighting people instead of him. So when you start fighting people instead of the enemy, you got to wonder, let me check my eyes. Because that's what he wants. He wants your sight. Because Paul said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We never wrestle against flesh and blood. But powers and principalities, the rulers of the darkness of this world, they are sitting there coming up with schemes against you. And the first thing he wants is your eyes. I'm not talking about this where you need glasses. I'm talking about where you can't see him no more. And when you can't see him anymore, now you're in a danger zone. But we serve a God. Remember Samson. God, Samson said, God, just remember me. Give me one more chance. Samson said, all I need is one more opportunity. And see, that's what I was thinking about the beauty of, you know, when John the Baptist came preaching, he, his, his mission was preaching repentance. But I never understood how beautiful that was until this morning I was thinking about it. Repentance means this. If you know, see, when a lot of people don't realize that their walk with God is a relationship. Okay? And the only thing that separates your relationship from God is sin. 
They say, your sins separate me from you. So in other words, whenever you walk in with God and you do something that he don't like, it causes a separation between you and God. So then I started thinking about how beautiful repentance is. Look what God said. If you come before me and say, God, this is what I have done. You confess, God, this is what I have done. This is my error. This is my mistake. And you acknowledge it. You acknowledge it. Then the Bible says God is faithful and he's just and he forgives you on the spot. And then look how beautiful God is. The relationship goes back to the status it was in like you never did it. He's nothing like people. And that's what made me see the beauty in repenting. Because you can apologize to humans over and over. But they still going to look at you in the same light of the offense that you did. But that's why you got to walk by the faith of the word. Because Jesus said, once I forgive you, it don't matter who got something to say. That's why you can't judge your walk with God based on the, the, the treatment you get from people. Because God is not a man. You can apologize 18 times to a human. And if they're not like Christ, they still going to hold that against you. And they might act like they don't, but you can feel that. But maturity is in Christ is, man, I know God has forgiven me. If you have a problem with me, that's between you and God. But I'm not about to sit in your prison. I said I'm not about to sit in your prison. Because your prison has no authority. The only way you give authority to human prisons is when you submit to it. You can submit to human prisons whenever you know God is forgiving you, but you come in church with your head down. You still feeling guilty. You are submitting to the prison of man. But in the court of God, you free. It takes maturity to get there, though. It takes some maturity to get to the point where the only opinion that matters is God's. See, it takes some growth to get there because we are humans and we can feel the energy from one another. But you got to override that. See, people think Paul's saying keeping my flesh in subjection is just when he's tempted with sexual things. But no, he's talking about any time my flesh is feeding me information that's against the word of God, I got to push that down. Oh, my God. So, y'all, free yourself from human prisons. They don't matter. Oh, man, nobody said say it again. I'm going to say it again. I just feel like it. Free yourself from human prisons because they don't matter. When they, came and they, when they came to get Pete out of jail, here it is. The ain't, see, humans put Pete in jail. Now I'm seeing something. I'm traveling. Y'all let me walk through this right quick. I'm seeing something. Something just been revealed to me. Y'all just let me. Can I just flow a little bit? That's the kind of message I felt today. I felt more of a little flow. I needed to feel the house today. <laughs> see, humans grabbed Peter and put him in jail. And when Peter didn't even have the energy and the strength to pray for his own self, the saints of God was praying for him, covering him in prayer. 
And through the prayer and the covering of the saints, God sent his angel and he opened the prison. But Peter still mentally subjected to the human prison, he didn't move. I just felt the Holy Ghost right there. <laughs> I say when Peter, the doors was wide open, but he was still fearing the men. And the angels had to say, rise, Peter. And when he started rising, the chains started falling off. See, the chains not going to fall off until you start rising up in your spirit out of all these little human jails that ain't even real. Man, I felt that. Come through. I feel, that's what I feel like I'm doing right now, too. I feel that. I feel like them kids say, I feel like I'm pulling up. I feel like I'm right at the front door right there. I'm at the front door? She said, <laughs> Park, I can park. See, but a, a lot of the barriers between Christianity are human, man-made barriers. But Paul began to tell the church, is Christ divided? He put a question mark. He wanted you to think about what he said. He asked a question to the church. Is Christ divided? What he was saying is all of the barriers of division in the name of Christ was not inspired by Christ. You got to walk in faith to bust through man-made walls. You got to have some faith that that angel is telling you, come out of that prison. When that angel said, come out of there, Peter, Peter said, he thought he was dreaming. It's like, you ain't dreaming. Some of you, this beautiful freedom is right in front of you, and you can't even believe how beautiful it is. You feel like you're in a dream. No. You ain't in no dream. It ain't too good to be true. It ain't no dream. It's the real deal. You're not dreaming. You can really be free. Hallelujah, Lord. Peter had to can you imagine he? Because <laughs> what happened in his spirit, he accepted the human prison. Oh, God. See, if you accept the human bondage, you're bound. But if God is freeing you out of them prisons, take a little time, do like this, get your face together. Somebody say, throw some water on my face. It's real. <laughs> Come on now, hit yourself. Sometimes you got to slap you. Wake that brain up. Now, they prayed for Peter to be free. And he comes standing at the door where everybody praying. The prayer they prayed for was answered. Here the man is free standing at the door. And they like, 
It's Peter. And they're like, you lie. That's how we do. God answered. I'm, I did pray for that. Peter, sure. And, he, and it was like, y'all, it is really Peter. He's out of jail. See, some people get comfortable with their bondages. <laughs> some people get comfortable with their bondages. I say some people get comfortable with bondage. The man sitting by the pool, he got comfortable with his bondage. You know how you know you're comfortable with your bondage? When you want everybody to feel sorry for your bondage. And then you say things like, nobody perfect. You don't understand. God is saying, I didn't create an imperfect man. Jesus said, do you want to be perfect? That word whole means nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing out of order. He said, do you want to be how God designed you? Or do you rather people look at you and pat you on the back and say, it's going to be okay? Some people get comfortable in bondage. That man was there so long, he just accepted, this is how I'm going to be for a long time. Somebody say, not in this church. I'm going to preach. Look, when I'm <laughs> man, I'm going to die preaching one day. When I become an old man, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm going in the grave, I mean, pre he told Jeremiah, put it in your bones, man. Y'all, it's in my bones. When I don't feel like it, when I'm tired. Y'all, I was tired this morning, but it's something about when you start talking to God and he puts something in your bones, when he put it down in your soul. I feel like I slept 16 hours. See, when you commit it, you override how you feel. When you commit it, when you after something, you override how you feel. You override how you feel when you're on a mission. It's up to your flesh. You'll never get nothing done. Man, don't you know you can be so anointed they threw a body, they threw somebody on a prophet grave and something happened. That anointing followed them in the grave. Hit the grave and popped up. I'm like, what? <laughs> the anointing was all in his being. Paul started preaching. He grabbed a handkerchief. He just wiping himself like that. Handkerchief flying. Devil start screaming. Y'all don't know what y'all going to see. I'm telling you, I'm preaching faith. The handkerchief not anointed. It's the vessel got to be anointed, and it can just transfer. You think, oh, I just saw something. Y'all think corona is transferable? Y'all think the coronavirus transferable? Let me transfer some of this anointing in here. Oh, I feel something now. I feel something now. That woman said, Jesus, let me just grab the, 
Just the bottom part. She said, I don't even need to get to the arm. I don't even need to make contact with his body. If I could just scrape his clothes. They just scraped his clothes. And an infirmity the woman dealt with for years dried up. See, when you get around the anointing, it don't matter how long you've been bound with something. The anointing breaks it instantly. Oh, you got to believe that today, church. Oh, you got to believe that. I feel something in this place today. Hallelujah. Verse 1, faith is the substance. Somebody say, if you can't touch it, you can't smell it, you can't feel it, you can't see it, you ain't got no faith. Because faith is substance. Real faith makes things happen. You can't say you have faith and nothing changing. Faith is substance. And what's the first word on that verse? Uh-oh. See, when you got the real thing, it happened right now. Blink your eye. That's how fast faith can change things. Now faith. Faith is a lie. Look at verse 2. Now this is going to bless your life. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. You know what a good report is? When you go to the doctor and they give you a bad report, you know, they read your charts, you get a bad report. But then you flip into the Bible, and the Bible say, by his stripes I'm healed. That's called a good report. See, they can, see, humans can give you all kind of reports. But sometimes all you can do to get a good report is just find something in the Bible similar to what you're going through. See, faith keeps you with a positive attitude. Faith says some kind of way, this is going to turn in my favor. See, you can't be a negative person and walk in faith at the same time. Because the only reason God gives us faith is because of the adversities and the challenges that we face. It's the only reason we need faith is because we're dealing with things, praise God. Look at this next one. Verse 3. I'm going to just walk through this. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You understand what he's saying? Have you ever been in school and they start traveling back as far as they can through uh, what they call that when they start dating? Man, I've been out of school too long. Say that again. Carbon dating. What's that? Timeline when they start going through all these ages, and, and then here's, the, here's what happens they get to the end of all their human intellect, and at the end of it, they say, Now something else is there, but we don't know what it is. Duh. <laughs> See, you can't explain a being stepping into nothing and saying, Let there be. There is no explanation for that. 
There is no arguing that. There is no logic to that. There's no logic to nothing being there in chaos. And all of a sudden, God say, let it be. And everything gets in perfect working order. That's not logical. That's why Paul said you're not supposed to be arguing genealogies because all that does is gender questions. Why? Because at the end of it, men come with what's called a theory. A theory just means based on all of this information, here is what we think happened, but we can't say it 100%. So at the end of it, by faith, you believe the world was framed by the word of God. And when you're raising children, you're going to have to deal with your children when they start taking science classes. You're going to have to be able to handle these questions that they're going to have. And you're going to have to be able to go through, maybe you didn't go to college like them, but you can read Hebrews 11. They may be smarter than you in Einstein theory, but they ain't smarter than you when it comes to Hebrews 11 and 3. If they're so smart, What's taking so long to cure Corona? <laughs> they get everything right, everything right. They get a cure for cancer in some. They get cured for a cold. They get no cold, no cure for that. Yeah, they come up with all kinds of medicines. As soon as they get things under control, boom, something else pop up. See that? God is the one that governs the world. Oh, my God. Look at the next one. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. Oh, my God. Giving an offering to God is not just money. Though you can give an offering to God monetarily, but everything you do for God is an offering for God. Now, let me teach you what's immature. You base your offering to God on participation of other people. Brother, I don't care if you up in here singing by yourself acoustic with no body background in you. If you're going to do it for God, do it with all of your heart. Maturity says, if I got to praise him by myself. <laughs> Maturity says, if I got to praise him by myself. Then this is what Jesus said. See, this is, uh, the Lord was mature. Look what the Lord said. He said, if you don't praise him, God is able to make the rocks crowd and praise him. What Jesus is saying is, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. Don't matter what nobody else doing. The Bible say, whatever you're doing to the Lord, do it with all of your might. Because when you're doing it for the participation or the response of people, you might not get it. You might get it. You might not get it. You might get it. But when your mind is saying, the only thing I'm concerned about is what God sees about this offering, man, you are shot all over the church by yourself, even on a wrong note. As a matter of fact, you come in shouting because you're supposed to enter his gates with praise, not wait for the praise team to get you praising. 
Oh, man. See, maturity don't wait for other people. Maturity says enter into his courts, courts with praise. You coming in praising God for what he did yesterday. You coming in praising God for how he kept you during the week. You coming in praising God for all of his mighty acts. And then you come in church and somebody on side of you may not feel like praising them. And all of a sudden they suck and drain your little battery. That's a condition of praise. I don't know what kind of praise you got. You need to get one of them. What's a strong battery? Yeah, some of y'all got them generic battery praises. Them things, them things that are a little thick and they just tap all your praise out. You need them dirt. Which one of them little rabbits they just keep energized? Yeah, you need an energizer praise. When they look up, you still praise. The music off, you still over there bucking. You still praise. You ain't worried about all that. You just still going and going and going because you know what God has done for you. Oh, generic battery praise. It's got to wait for every note right, every beat right, all of that. Man, you praise God, man. Hey, when you really got praise on the inside of you, you praise him with a hand clap. Lord Jesus. Somebody say praise the Lord. <laughs> Somebody say praise the Lord. I'm about to say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, y'all realize y'all just praise him with no music. See, when you mature, man, you doing it because it's in you. Praise God. Amen. Abel said, you know what? I'm going to bring this offering to God. I'm bringing this to God. The offering was prepared before he got in the presence of God. You don't just grab your offering because somebody prompting you to give it in a moment. But your offering is prepared at home because your God is so good. You already saying, man, you know what? I got it. When I get there, man, I can't wait to praise my God. Oh, my God. Praise God. A good offering is given with preparation. You don't, you don't just throw God anything. Oh, my God. But see, that's why that's in the faith chapter. You know why that's in the faith chapter? Because you praise God or you offer to God by faith when it don't look like you should be doing it. You praising him or you giving your offering in advance before he even turned the situation around. See, you already praising him or giving your offering because you know he going to do it. Oh, my Help me, Holy Ghost. Y'all not going to let the enemy rob y'all praising, y'all offering, whatever, your service. Somebody say mine would be excellent. Now, let me show you what happens when it's excellent. See, I'm trying to graduate you from running your life through human filters. Watch. By faith, he obtained witness that he was righteous. Not from me. God testified of his gift. God know if what you're giving him is excellent or not. God is going to recognize if you bring in excellence or not. Then he'll show me and put it on my heart. But God is the one that's going to see if what you're giving him is your best. And if what you're giving God is your best, then he is the one that's going to elevate you. 
Oh, my God. That was a little. I hope that didn't go over your head. You caught it? The Bible say God testified of his gift. You got to start worrying about what is God saying about me? If God testifying your gift is righteous, walk in it. But if God is saying your praise or your offering is not acceptable, just repent of it. Get it right. And then look at the beauty of it. Oh, but look at that. It say when Abel died, he was still speaking. Cain thought he got rid of Abel. But God said, where is Abel? Cain said, I don't know. God said, his blood crying right there. See? Even when you dead and gone, if your offerings to God were excellent, they still going to speak as a memorial. Oh, my God. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Now, look at this next one. Beautiful. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And he was not found. Because God translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Why everybody want to be translated into glory before they please God? Oh, man. See, right there, Enoch wasn't found. He was taken away in the physical, you couldn't see him no more. But it goes deeper than that. And the only way God can translate you to different levels, the way you graduate is by pleasing God. When you please God on this level, he translates you to another level. But too many people want to translate into the glory of God without pleasing God. You don't translate into the glory of God without pleasing God. When you please God, then you move into the glory of God. And sometimes you can only do that by faith. Hallelujah, Lord. Look at all these different things that faith did. That's the title of this message, All Purpose. I don't even think I said the title. I didn't, huh? And I just started rolling. Faith is like an all-purpose cleaner. Some cleaners they make just, you can use it to clean everything. You ever saw a cleaner in your cabinet that's just, a, it's called all-purpose. Just, what's some of y'all favorite all-purpose cleaners? I was trying to think of some. Lysol, whatever. Awesome. Fabuloso. Mean Green. 409. And what does it say on the thing when you pick it up? All-purpose flowers. See, you get some, what's, so, what's some of y'all say? Lysol? I know Lysol. Well, no, I need something that clean. What clean? Mr. Clean? Mr. Clean. What she say? Miss Mike. I never heard of Miss Mike. That's from Abbeville or something? <laughs> what they sell at in Abbeville? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Myers, that sounds like. That's my wife's favorite. 
She got to forgive me. <laughs> she don't have no choice. <laughs> Miss Myers. But it's an all-purpose cleaner. Stains, spills, grease. That's how faith is. Whatever, you, whatever your predicament is, if you can grab faith, that's why he wrote Hebrews 11 with so many examples. Because faith brought these people out of all these different types of conditions. Lord, that's a beautiful chapter right there. That is a beautiful chapter. Let's go to verse 7. By faith, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, he moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and he became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. See, sometimes everybody can be saying one thing, but that still small voice from God can be warning you of something to come. And everybody can be laughing at you, and then you start changing some things about yourself. And when that destruction comes that God said was coming, you are safe. And everybody that was laughing at you, now they destroy. But by faith, you obey. You say, I know God's showing me some danger coming. Why are you separating from us? Something happening here. I remember one night I was in New Orleans. I was going to Dillard University playing ball. And they had this club we all went to, all my friends, everybody, we would go out all of the time. And so they had this big old party going on, and I'm, and I'm looking at it, a real popular place. And I'm looking over there across the street, and I get to the corner, and I'm getting ready to cross. And something just said, that's not a good idea. Why, why would you? I wasn't even in God yet, but God saw today. See, sometimes God is warning you, even when you're in your mess, sometimes he got a calling upon you, and he'll warn you when you're in the club, when you're on your way to the club, when you're about to get high, something to tell you, that's not a good idea. Anybody ever been in a predicament like that? And so when the Spirit of God gave me that little warning, it's like a stop. And it's, it, it was weird because I could hear myself thinking, saying, that's not a good idea. Why would you go in that crowd in the middle of all these people that you don't know? Why would you do that? And so I turned around. And as I turned around, next thing you know, people break out running. Gunshots rang out right where I was about to walk. Literally right in the crowd I was getting ready to walk into. Somebody got popped right there. And the only thing I did was listen to that voice. And I said, you know what? That's not a good idea. Some of you, God is warning you of some things right now. Heed the warning. Because the Bible says warning comes before. All right, I'm in a word, church. All right. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out of the place which he should after receive for an inheritance, what he did? And he went out not knowing where he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, 
the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is who? Look what, he was, look what the Bible says. God called Abraham to come out of Isaiah. Oh, y'all didn't see that one coming up. God called Abraham to come out of Gosport. He called Abraham to come out of Macomb. He called Abraham to come out of Fisherville. That's Lake Charles. I got some people in there from Lake Charles. Hey, can I get an amen, Lake Charles? All right. He called you to come out of that neighborhood behind Abe's. All right, now I can call shot. He called you to come out of Trash pile over there in Appaloosa's. Appaloosa's in the house? I see that the Holy Ghost gave me that. I didn't even know you was from over there. <laughs> see, many times God is calling you out of these environments. You can't argue with him. You can't wrestle with him. You just got to obey. Now look at the beauty of this. It says when God called them out, he didn't even know where he was going. Oh, my God. See, stop trying to get an explanation and just keep walking. You're not going to understand everything all of the time. But if you know it's God leading you, just follow it. Because some things God can't reveal to you until your maturity level levels up. See, the Bible say when he was called to go into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and he went out not knowing where he was going. I know this look a little different, serving God, when everybody doing things and your flesh want to do it. Sometimes it's going to look a little different. Keep walking. Somebody say, keep walking. The Bible said God was bringing him to a place that he would after receive as an inheritance. Oh, my God. Sometimes you just got to trust him. Sometimes you got to tell people you love, I can't come with you over here. I can't go over there. I'm a Christian now. I'm a Christian woman. I'm a Christian man. I'm a Christian teenager. And we don't carry ourselves like that. Some of those things shouldn't be named as becoming saints. That's not what we do. That's not how we behave. But you did it yesterday, you, but I, I made a decision today. I'm not living like that. God is calling me to a better life. Well, what it look like? I don't know yet. Well, you single, sis, man, God might bless me with a husband one day. You don't know what it's all going to look like in the future. But don't abort the mission for comfort. Don't abort the walk for comfort and convenience. Because if it's convenient, it's your flesh. But if it's painful, it's God. Because they that are in the flesh can't please God. If you're walking after the flesh, you're going to die. Because all the works of the flesh bring is dead, period. And it's going to be painful. But you got to kill your flesh. When your flesh trying to lead you to do things that you know is against the word of God, it can kick, it can scream, it can holler, mortified, crucified, buried. How do you do that? When you feel it kicking, don't give in. 
That's how you kill it. But when you feed it, it lives. Whatever you starve dies. You can't feed your spirit the praise team music and then Nicki Minaj Monday. I wonder why I can't get free. Because she's telling you worldly things. And if you feed your flesh, it's going to stay alive. It's going to stay alive. There's no way it can die if you're feeding it. You've got to make sure your flesh not getting oxygen. Kill it. And listen to me, saints. Listen to me. You know yourself better than anybody. Paul say, know you're not your own self. Let you be a reprobate. What he's saying is, nobody know you better than you. So protect yourself. If you know things can make you weak, protect yourself. Don't think you're strong enough and you can put yourself in a spot and it's not going to bother you. It will bother you because that's the old man. Everything about your old man, keep, don't, don't, don't let that old man even sniff something from his old self. And then he's going to die. That's how it works. It's that simple. Oh, my God. I hope I'm preaching to y'all today. By faith, you obey. By faith, you get translated. Now, look at this, verse 11. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. And she was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the sea innumerable. So many principles in them two verses right there. What that scripture is saying, it used the term Sarah was past age because sometimes you can come to God when you are past the levels of productivity in the natural reasoning world. You caught that? Sometimes you may turn to God and you're not in the prime of your life. Sometimes you may turn to God and physically your best days may be behind you. And there's some things that's in you that God still want to do. And according to man's reason, that part of you is dead. Oh, but not by faith. Not by faith, woman of God. Not by faith, man of God. The Bible says as soon as Sarah received strength, she conceived. Oh, my God. But how did she get strength? By faith. What is that saying? Her body was saying, Sarah, you too old. Her body was saying, it's over for you. Her body was saying, the time is past. Her body was saying that, but faith was saying, God said this. And whenever, see, there's a progression to get to this type of faith. Because when God first spoke the promise to Sarah, what did she do? This description right here is not the Sarah that first heard the promise. See, this is the description of the person that grabbed the hold of faith. Oh, but how did she get that faith? 
because she got it from Abraham. See, when Abraham would walk and he started moving forward and he started saying, I believe God is going to do this. I believe God is going to do that. She would laugh. But then one day Abraham spoke and she said, See, sometimes it might just click. See, the first time you hear what God want to do for you, you might laugh and say, not me. Y'all must not know what I've been through and who I really am. God know who you really is, but he also know what he really wants you to be. So Sarah started laughing at the promise of God. Then Abraham said, what you? I didn't laugh. The angel said, oh, yeah, you laugh. She said, I didn't laugh. See, she laughed, didn't believe because she was looking at this natural information. You can't walk with God like that. You can't walk with the Lord like that. When I tell people sometimes the things I want to do and I believe God is going to bless me to do, they be like, I know that already, but I know what's in here. I know what's living on the inside of me. I've literally already come farther than I was supposed to come. Just in life in general. All the odds was against me doing anything with myself. So I'm already winning. I'm already ahead just by following God. So if God has done all of this in my life at 43, I can't wait to see the rest. You should feel the same way. Fate won't let you be depressed. See, people, when you don't have hope, it really affects you. It really affects your energy level. And a lot of times when you don't have hope, it'll cause you to stay in sin. Because sin is easy. Sin is natural. You don't even have to think to do it because that's what's in you. That's by nature. That's how you're born. That's what you are. So it's not hard for you to do sinful things. But to move into the things of God when God is calling you to deny all of those things, it takes faith to do that. Look at this right here. Boy, this is a good passage right here. I may not get to all of it, but y'all can go read the rest. Amen? Look at this verse, verse 17. Man, that's all good. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, he offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in the figure. That man's faith was so strong, he said, God, if you cause me to give it up, you the one told me I could have it. Sometimes you lose things that you feel like God blessed you with. Just because you lost something that you feel like was a blessing, God is going to come to try you. Why? He want to see if you love that blessing more than you love him. Oh, my God. Because that is a sin. Which one is that? Idolatry. If you love the blessing of God more than God, you are walking in idolatry. And God told Abraham, give me Isaac. 
But look at what faith said. God, you told me you was going to give me Isaac. If I take Isaac over here and kill him, I'm not coming down from this mountain until you raise him back up. Y'all didn't know he said that. He said, I'm not coming down because he told the lad, he said, we're going up to worship and we're coming back together. He said, I'm going to go slaughter you. But before I leave, God going to put you back together and we're going to walk back down this mountain again. Ooh, that's strong faith right there. Man, faith, man, faith is really a strong force. Wow. That's strong. Let's go over. I mean, it's just so many. Let me go down some. Verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures that's in Egypt. For he had recompense unto the recomp he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Faith will cause you to sacrifice now for later. I say faith will make you sacrifice for what's to come later. This man literally was, y'all know what Moses' position was in Egypt? Moses was ready to become a world leader in Egypt. Now you can be a world leader or go into the wilderness and teach some people that didn't even have anything and walk with these people through the wilderness and build a country with people that have slave mentalities. Moses literally was in line to become a world leader. And he turned down that position as a world leader to answer the call that God put on his life. It takes faith to do that. It takes faith to sacrifice now for later. It takes faith for you not to let somebody come and you give your body to them and they can give you something right now. It's better for you by faith to suffer with the little bit that you have and say, I'm not letting no man come in my back door. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a lot of temptations when you start walking through that wilderness. You're going to have many opportunities to lower your standards to get a temporary gratification. But it takes faith to become holy and virtuous and wait on God. It takes faith to do that. It takes faith for you to say, no, I'm not coming late with you. And he's going to say, well, how are you going to pay that light bill? I don't know, but I'm not going to pay it by laying with you. How you going to pay that car? No, girl. I got 500 right now. I have no idea. They might come pick it up, but I catch an Uber to church before I come sell my body to get my car no paid. I call that lady that God blessed with that big expedition to come pick me up. It takes faith to do that. It takes faith for you to suffer loss for greater in the future. You got to really trust God when you've been having somebody taking care of you and God is calling you out of that relationship. 
It takes faith for you to be patient when you get lonely. And when you say, man, I can solve this problem right now. Well, I feel like I'm preaching to somebody. I can feel it. Well, praise God. God going to take care of you. He wants you to know that. He has been, right? And he's going to keep doing it. Praise God. It don't matter what it looked like today. You got to know God is going to take care of me. Praise God. You never let somebody make you take less and lower your standard as a holy man or a holy woman of God to gain something in this world. Praise God. Take faith to do that. Take faith to do that. It says these all died in faith. Let's go down here real quick. I'm getting ready to close. By faith he forsook Egypt. Oh, man, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Y'all hear what the scripture said? When you start coming out of Egypt, they say he didn't fear the wrath of the king. The king just represents people that have authority in your life. When you start walking toward God, there's going to be authority figures in your life that's going to come at you. And they're going to come hard. And they used to be big, important figures in your life. But you can't fear their wrath. Why? What David said, whom shall I fear? He said, what can a man do unto me? Jesus said, don't fear him that can destroy your body. But then after that, he ain't got no more power. Oh, my God. Praise God. He said he didn't fear the wrath of authority figures because he invited he feared the true authority. They say he endured by seeing him as who is invisible. Oh, that's a good scripture right there. Oh, that's a good scripture. Let's go down to verse 31. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not. When she had received the spies with peace. Verse 32, and this is how we're going. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me. The writer said, man, I can talk about this all day. What shall I say about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms? Somebody say all purpose. Who through faith subdued kingdoms? Somebody say all purpose. Wrought righteousness. All purpose. After I say everything, say all purpose. Wrought righteousness. Obtained promises. Stop the mouths of lions. Quench the violence of the fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness was made strong. Waxed valiant in fight. Turned to flight the armies of aliens. Now y'all get weak on me. Now I need y'all to, I need some strength when y'all say all perp. Let's stand up and do that. We need to do this together. I must, can I start my list over? Y'all going to help me close this message together. We're going to start on verse 33. And when I get to the comma, y'all yell all purpose. Y'all ready? Who through faith subdued kingdoms? Oh, I felt that one. All right, church. Wrought righteousness. Obtained promises. Stop the mouths of lions. All right, drum. I feel it now, man. Yes. Yeah. Quench the violence of the fire. 
escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness was made strong. Wax valiant in fight. Turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others was tortured. Not accepting deliverance. That they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trial of cruel mockers and scourges. Moreover, bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, sown asunder, tempted, slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in caves of the earth all these having obtained a good report through faith not receiving a promise because god has provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect somebody tell me faith is not all perfect somebody say all perfect you need you can solve it by faith somebody say no matter what you face you can solve it by faith somebody say no matter what you going through you can solve it by faith somebody say God can save your husband God can save your children God can free you from lust God can free you from drugs. God can free you from addictions. Tell me what faith can't do. All purpose. Somebody say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Oh my God, I felt that. I felt y'all energy today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My Lord, all purpose all purpose and I'm just thinking about that scripture the Bible say when Paul was preaching it I think it was either Lystra or Iconi and the Bible say they had an impotent man there and the Bible say when Paul was preaching they say he perceived that the man had the faith to be healed and when he perceived that the man had the faith to be healed he looked at that man and he said, in the name of Jesus. And when he spoke to that man, the Bible say that man received strength all in his ankle bones, and all of his bones. And can you imagine looking at an impotent man and you literally just watching his body reconstruct right before your eyes? This man came to serve his cripple and they literally watched a crippled man be made whole right in front of him. Oh, y'all not ready to go there. Y'all believe God can do that? Y'all believe God can do that? You believe God today? Come here, I, I, I perceive you got the faith to be healed. Come right in. Y'all point at her. I can feel it. You believe, I said. I know you believe. I can feel it. Father, I don't care what this doctor told her. I don't care what that report said, God. I don't care what, what came on the x-ray. God, the faith that she have on the inside of her, God, she's believing you today, God. God, when she go back on God, 
God, let them see nothing, oh God, based on her faith, God. God, I'm believing with her, God. In the name of Jesus. 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 It's like I can see the Spirit doing something right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me educate y'all on something. When Jesus was healing people, there was a virtue that God put up on him to heal. And whenever he was doing that, he said virtue was leaving out of him. That's a real tangible thing. When I'm walking in that and when I'm saying that, that's not me just saying God is doing something. But if you believe that, God really releases a real healing virtue. Hallelujah, Lord. Anybody else got something they need to be healed of in this place? Come on up here. Come on up here. Whatever it is, we believe in God today. We believe in God today. I don't want a sickness to get out of that door. I don't care what it is. Come over here, Steph, right here. Come on. I don't care how long you've been having it. I don't care how long you've been having it. I don't care what kind of, if you believe God with me today. Hallelujah, Lord. Look at that. Faith is powerful. Faith is powerful. I hear the Lord saying as I begin to touch you, according to your faith, even as Jesus said, whatever you need to happen at this altar, it's going to happen for you. Hallelujah, Lord. Give me that all. I want to touch everybody. I want to touch you. Praise the Lord. I don't care what it is. The, even children, if you have a sickness, you can be healed too. Any of our children, I don't care what it is, you too can be healed. Amen. Let me put some of that. Come on, bring the children. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, as I go and God lay hands on them, God. Father, I lift up every sickness in this place to you right now, God. God, I don't care what it is. Hallelujah. And I don't care how long they've had it. I believe you right now, God. I know you sent this word, God. And I know, God, that you're going to perform what you said. Touch them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Sickness, you got to go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you crying. You want God to heal you. Come on, the merciful God is in this place. Come on, the merciful God is in this place. Right now, Father, she tired of being this way, God. Heal her right now, God, in Jesus' name. Heal her right now, God. Heal her right now, God. Pray for me, saying, I can feel a virtue leaving out of my body. 
pray for me right now. I can feel it. Right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, God, right now, God. Right now, God, heal God in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name. Come on, saints, I can feel it all in this place. In Jesus' name. Come on, that's it right there. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible say whatsoever disease they had, they were made whole. Heal, Lord. Come on, church, pray with me. Come on, let's bring this virtue down. Right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Heal your people, Lord. Whatsoever sin they have committed that may have caused it to come upon them, your sin is forgiven you this day. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, there's a healing virtue in this place.